What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. And I'm Miguel. And welcome, my friends, to episode number 17 of Purely and Simply Evil. Tonight on the show, on tonight's docket, second live show of Oktoberfest 2022, we are revisiting Rob Zombie's Halloween, the remake from 2007. Round two. Round two, yeah. We've actually, we so here's the, the saga of this. Um, so we went earlier on in our show's history, we did talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween one and Halloween two. Now, with that being said, we didn't have this purely and simply evil show yet. And, uh, we hadn't, we hadn't evolved to what we are now yet. Um, not, not necessarily in terms of, uh, of subscribers or anything like that, but just didn't have the clout. Huh? We didn't have the clout yet. We did, but just the the way that we do our shows and the the way that we kind of take deep dives into the stuff on the show. So, deep dive and what better way to do that than to actually sit and watch this thing and start it together with you, um, live on the show. So we are going to start Rob Zombie's Halloween. We're going to talk just a little bit about um about the production and the making of things and kind of how this story came to be. Um, and then we're going to hit the ground running and we're going to watch it. This one's about an hour and fifty minutes long. So strap in your seatbelts because. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Long, heavy metal ride. So, uh, Miguel, how you doing, my friend? Doing good, man. I knew that I was going to be watching Halloween, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, and it was so interesting that we're watching it because I saw recently online on Facebook, somebody was, like, posting something about, like, because they'd just seen uh, the new Jeepers Creepers, and I think they just saw the monster, the monsters. And they said, Jeepers Creepers, skip it. Monsters, don't miss it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I've actually heard really, really good things about the monsters. Yeah, I've heard really good reviews for the monsters. Yeah, hopefully Rob Zombie got this one, you know? Not that he hasn't gotten the other ones, but we'll we'll kind of talk about our opinion on Rob Zombie here in just a few minutes. I got zero. Guys in the chat already. Good Lord, you guys are awesome. The Oct is in the chat. He says, what up, what up, what up? Uh, Josh Boyd, what's going on, man? Let's talk about that awful Jeepers Creepers Reborn last just night. Talking about that. Yeah, I've heard multiple people from multiple different spaces, not just like, you know, the horror space, but people from everywhere say that Jeepers Creepers Reborn is one of the worst movies that they have ever watched. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, whatever, man. We'll, we'll have to see. I don't know. I bet, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath to, you know, say it's great. Uh, the Oct, 24 days. It's holy crap. 24 days. 24 days that? until Halloween ends. Wow. That just hit We're me hard. Taking listen, right <laughs> listen, I have the, the people in Party City, I probably look like Michael when he's stalking them in, in the first film because I have been going to every Party City and Halloween store up and down I-75 in the state of Kentucky, and I cannot find one single Halloween ends mask. I mean, I've been searching. I have seen people post pictures of, like, entire end caps. Layers of of ends masks in a row from floor to ceiling, and I can't find one. Like, I just want one. And I don't want to order it because I, I ordered the last few but uh, I, I I ordered an 18 mask and I ordered my kills mask. But I actually want to be able to see 
the copy that I'm going to get this time. You know what I mean? I want to actually yeah. see what I'm getting before I buy it. So that's mm -hmm. that's why I want to find one, but I, I freaking can't find them anywhere. So I don't know. Hopefully that'll be soon. But uh, Rosalia's here. What's going on, Rosalia? She says, hola. Hola, my friend. Hola. Um, Tim87, what's going on, man? He says, what up, boys? And what up to the chat? Jonathan Nichols is here. What's up, brother? Uh, Spooky Hollow says, yo, the bros are back at The boys are back in town. You caught me as soon as I was going to drink, and I was going to join you, man. Yeah, you suck. Let's do it again. Here we go. The boys are boys back, in, back town. in town. Bum, 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 bum. Happy, happy Halloween silver shamrock. <laughs> we're not there yet, but we're going to be very soon, and Miguel's going to – Miguel's never seen Halloween 3, and that's coming, like, literally in the next two weeks. It is, ain't it? Oh, shit. Very excited. Very, very It's hard to keep track to... of everything that's happening on going on right now with this with this uh, October fest. So, guys, like, we got a lot planned, so I can't even keep track. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Rosalia says, I'm impressed that you know that song. What, the boys are back in town? That's a great song. <laughs> yeah, that's man. an awesome song. Really good song. Um, I like old music. I'm 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 down for old music. Um, so thank you guys for joining us. If you haven't already, please be sure to leave us a like. And we're not going to wait too long. In about five minutes or so, we're going to. I mean, we'll tell you when we're going to click play and all that stuff. So use this time if you're going to watch the movie with us. Go ahead, get your copy ready. What ready? Whatever you're going to watch it on. Um, this is going to be, um, let me think. This is the, this is just the theatrical cut. This is not the unrated cut. Oh, thank God. This is not going to be the unrated cut. Yeah, we that don't unrated... need to do that. <laughs> it's rough. It's very rough. Um, but this is just going to be the straight up theatrical cut of the film. And we're going to do the same thing when we get to H2 as well. So go ahead, get your copy ready. Go ahead, pause it at zero minutes and zero seconds. Um, real quick, uh, Rosalia says, oh, she said, I'm impressed. You know that song? Yes, you're so young. I'm not that young. Right, we're 25. I'm, I'm old. You're younger than me. Bro, I really hope that... Okay, here, I'm going to say this, guys, right now. The I feel like you had to think about to... that. You look no, like you had to think about that for a minute. No, the reason why it looks like that way is because Brad is cutting out so bad right now, and I'm freaking out that I hope it's not my Wi-Fi, and I hope it's his. What do you his, mean I'm cutting out? I, like, you're, you're you're lagging so hard. Guys, and... am I lagging? Can you Do you see me lagging? It looks normal to me. Like, nothing's I mean, happening. So... I, I mean, for me, I, I look fine. Like, there's nothing lagging with me, but I think it's because oh. it's just my video. But I think it's just... Am I am I lagging it's whatsoever? That, uh, no, it's showing everything is fine with me. Literally everything looks fine. I have okay. a strong Wi-Fi connection. I don't know. says it's a little glitch. And we'll, uh, Jonathan said you lagged a couple of times. So I don't know. Wait, wh whoever who? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's okay. It's I'm, you, Brad. We'll be we'll be all right. It's okay. We'll we'll okay. figure it out. We'll so if I out. ever um, if I ever buddy if I if I seem like I'm like delayed in your response it's almost like cnn or any of your local <laughs> yeah. fucking news channel ox said it only happens once it's only once a minute who <laughs> yeah right it's only every 29 seconds to be exact but it's fine it's all right uh tim, low said, budget. tim says you're ready to rock a rock the uh this this film because you've got that camo hat you've got the car heart you are very you're very kentucky right now you're very uh White Look, man, you live here for 25 years. Eventually, you're going to come out with some sort of accent going on in this life. I remember the, the, the that was like, I, just I, I remember, 
I remember being in like middle school. I was like, I'll never rock Carhartt. I could never rock that country stuff. Just look at me now, bro. I got like I got like five of these in my in my fucking uh, claws right now. Five. You know how expensive yeah. these things are? Yeah, I was really, I was really dangerous with my money. Yeah. Epic retro time. What's going on, man? What up, fellas? Good to see you, man. So so let's talk Halloween, man. Um, so again, we we did talk about this once before, but we wanted to kind of take take a, a deep dive on this watch along and just make this the purely and simply evil episode on Rob Zombie's Halloween. So I've kind of got, let me ask you this. Are you, have your thoughts changed now that you've made it through the rest of the franchise, obviously, except for H3 and the producer's cut of H6, which you're, you're, you've seen the bulk of the franchise. So has your opinion changed on what Rob Zombie did with his reading of of Halloween characters. Yeah, so like honestly, that I'm kidding. <laughs> what? I was just kidding. On, I was kidding on the delay. I was trying to make fun of you. Uh, but no, okay. So how, I, that's the reason. Why, so you asking that question is so hilarious. You are. Is are, because... you, are, are you, I, I'm the the reason I went when uh, I did I I went with uh, character. <laughs> I love you. You know I love you. I'll kiss you right on the mouth. I, I couldn't tell I this guy was gla- lagging or not. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's so funny that you that you mentioned about you asked that question because I was just complaining about the fact that I had to sit down and watch Rob Zombie Halloween. I was like, I'm really not gonna. I'm really gonna try really hard to be as gentle with this movie as possible. I'm not gonna lie. Well, see for me. Uh, for me, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with both of these films because, you know, I was I was into horror at a very young age, mm-hmm. but I was not a Halloween fan until I saw Rob Zombie's film in the theater and in, in 2007. And, you know, I was into Elm Street and Friday the 13th and uh you know all the zombie films and so just some of those other horror genres and flicks before i was into this franchise so this was my introduction to the michael myers character and to all of these characters and i was for a long time a very big supporter of the brother sister timeline and the, i like when i when i found out that the new 2018 film was not going they weren't going to be brother and sister i was like are you kidding me but like of course the the more that I that I these characters and after I realized, you know, because I didn't even know this when I went and saw this in the theater, I didn't even know that this was a remake. I, I had no idea. I thought there was just a new movie. I didn't know that there were there were other ones. And my dad was like, "Yeah, there's other ones. Like you, like, you don't even know." So that was when I started to get into the other ones, and that was you know I, when I started to get more familiar with the characters when my thoughts and my opinions on Rob Zombie's reimagining of those characters changed a little bit. And I think he did a lot of things good. Listen, if whether you love Rob Zombie's Halloween films or whether you hate them, you have to admit that the dude took a swing for the fences, no matter what. And, and it's, listen, it's metal. It's, if you've heard, go listen to like one of his songs 
and you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is like, I completely get it. Like that dark gothic heavy metal grunge feel fits him and what he does and his style of storytelling, which is why everybody was so afraid about the monsters. Oh boy, I guess William Forsyth is going to be like dragging some naked chick across the floor by her hair. Like, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, something like that, you know, but, um, I've never listened to a Rob Zombie song. I'm not going to lie guys. I've never heard one. Really? No. We'll have to change that at some point. I'm not a big (laughs) fan of his music. I mean, I think he's, he's fine. But he's not like my he's not my absolute favorite or anything. Um, yeah, Rosalie said uh, Zombie made some interesting choices for his uh, version of Halloween. He did, and you know, it. I think this story. Um, yeah, I don't know why I'm lagging. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not sure why that's happening. I have a lot of tabs open. Maybe that's part of the reason. I swear to God, you can hear his uh, MacBook right now. It's. <sighs> <laughs> just like trying to keep up with all the tabs it's all right we'll 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 figure it out as we go along um but you know it, i think it changes whether depending on who you ask because it, you know when rob zombie was tapped to do this and he went to he he felt like he owed it to john carpenter to go and tell him himself like hey man I'm going to be re- remaking your movie. Like I wanted you to hear it from me first or whatever. And, you know, at first Rob Zombie said that John Carpenter was like, yeah, man, like make it your own, you know, congrats, like make it your own, do your own thing, tell your own story. But then of course, years later, both of them have kind of thrown shade at each other. And they say that like, I don't know, it, it's, it, it changes. Like they say that one was colder to the other and like, I don't know, but they've, they've kind of since thrown shade at each other. Like I know that, um, John, yeah, like exactly what I was about to say. John Carpenter has said that like he didn't understand the original well enough to remake it. Um, Epic Retrotron says the problem is it didn't seem to understand what made the original frightening. Explaining Michael Myers' past, especially in the way he did, removes the thing that made Michael terrifying. And I, I agree with get prequel and. Um, prequel and remake as well. That was another thing that he was very um, interested in doing. So if we kind of look, if we, if we wind the clock back a little bit and look at this. So in 2002, Resurrection happened. Open to pretty poor reviews. I think the last time I checked, it had like a 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. I was looking at that the other day. Um, but still, Dimension really wanted to push for a ninth installment. Listen, you know you're dedicated to a franchise when it literally bombs and you're still like, make another one. Do it again. Let's go. Well, you also, also got to remember, like, these, <laughs> like uh, uh, um, this studio was, no, was known for making Spy Kids, all of the mm-hmm. Spy Kids, Machete, and all of, like, wow. the hardcore, like, uh, fucking uh, movies that you just can't imagine it doing well in a box office. Like, it's, like, so, it's, like, how can I say this? It's, like, um... It's like greasy action, if that makes sense. It is, yeah. It's just greasy action uh, the, of that this studio kind of makes, and you can say that for like all the all the movies that we had. And that's so sad too for me to say because like, but because like this studio has made Spy Kids, which was like heavily uh like a Latin that had heavy Latin representation. You gotta admit that, and Machete yeah. too, which is pretty much just Latin rep- representation on a silver platter. So it's just like I, I hate I hate to like call it greasy th- action 
but yeah. I consider that still a compliment because it's something enjoyable. It's just another genre that, of action that you can just go and enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I can, so like, and so, so when it comes to Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween, I kind of get that vibe. But at the same time, I do agree with everyone in the comments, what you said, what all the reviewers say. The first, I guess, 20, 30 minutes of this movie is the entire like fucking backstory and it doesn't work for me. It's just, it's just, it's just unnecessary. It yeah. looks more like a HDTV uh, kind of thing, <laughs> or it's like talking about troubled families' lives or something like that, like hoarders or yeah. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And you kind of, you kind of just, you kind of just lose me right there in this one. But yeah. what, what really got me, I guess, later on, for if I was going to keep going in this rant, it's so f- ironic that the first 20, 30 minutes of this movie, I really don't like. But then with H2, H, Rob Zombie's H2, the first yeah. 20 minutes, I fucking love. But then the rest of the movie, I fucking hate. I know. Well, that's <laughs> so hilarious to me. Jay, which Jay did. I loved your entrance. Jay did said, when I was a young boy, I stabbed my sister in the titties. <laughs> God. Um, no, but Jay did. You hit the nail on the head. He said, I'll give Rob Zombie credit. He made the most terrifying 20 minutes in the Halloween series for me in H2. Other than that, man, the first 20 minutes of the hospital scene. Yeah. That's why Rob Zombie's appointment in the franchise for me. Because I'm like, okay, how, how did you make the first 20 minutes that legitimately scares me? And it is legitimately some of the best footage of the entire franchise including the original and then how do you royally just do a complete 360 from there and screw up the rest of it so badly like i i I don't understand you know and i I don't know We'll, we'll get into that um but you know so of course resurrection open fast forward to 2003 Freddy versus Jason comes out, does really well. People were so into it, which again was a different kind of thing. They had built up Freddy and Jason for a long time. Um, but Dimension went up on that train. They wanted to do a versus film between Michael Myers and Pinhead, which would have crossed over the Halloween and the Hellraiser franchise, which, um, you know, this was, I, I pulled this from an old bloody disgusting article. According to Doug Bradley, I don't know why, Bradley. According to Doug Bradley, Clive Barker agreed to write a script while John Carpenter was being considered to direct. Bradley said Barker wasn't interested in a mano-a-mano confrontation. He was interested in finding the places where the Hellraiser and Halloween landscapes might cross over. And that he envisioned Michael as a, uh, like, I don't even know that word, uh, satimasai. Sadomasochistic, sexual, I don't know, sexual pervert and serial project was ultimately canceled after 52% of respondents to an online poll disapproved of the project and Mustafa Akkad was never interested. So that never happened. And then Mm -hmm. after that, of course, many different projects fell through the cracks. Ideas that would have brought back Jamie Lloyd, um, one that involved John Tate and Brackett trying to find him and kill him. One that was on death row. One was a prequel. You had the Halloween return script. There was a lot of stuff. Like there was a lot there and the names were atrocious too. There was like Halloween, bad blood, Halloween asylum, the missing year. Like just, I I don't know, whatever. The missing Um, years. Yeah. It would have been like a prequel to, uh, to one of them. I'm not positive, but um, so 
in the pod tragically died in the the hotel bombings in like 2004 or five um his son so that Alex, was him bro yeah, i swear yeah yeah mustafa i looked at mustafa akkad and I kept seeing that, and I was like, this has to be a yeah. different person. Like, it has to be some poor soul that just died nope. or something like that. But no, he died in a ball. Him and his daughter I'm were sorry. in a, I think it was in Jordan or something like that. Jordan, or it was somewhere in the Middle East, I believe. Mm-hmm. But him and his daughter were at a wedding, and they both died in like a like a suicide bombing type deal. Jesus. Yeah, it was, it was really sad, actually. Um, but after I'm he pretty died, sure I've talked about this guy in present tense, too. So that's fucked. I well, did not know. I like. I remember. It's right. I remember. I remember when we first saw Rob Zombie. I'm pretty sure I talked when we started talking about like, Halloween. I'm pretty sure I was talking about him in the present tense. I didn't. I had no idea mm. was, that happened to him. Shit. Yeah. Well, but Malik decided to take it in a different direction, and then I kind of hate what I'm about to say, but Harvey and Bob Weinstein, <laughs> um, then of course tapped Rob Zombie to write and direct. Um, of course, you know, and he, he really wanted it to be that prequel and a remake. So that's kind of how Rob Zombie's Halloween ended up happening. Um, so yeah, people often forget that like, even with all of the crap that they went through or like that they've been, you know, can, you know, convicted of or can, yeah, whatever the, that whole mess with the Weinsteins, the Weinsteins are actually a pretty big piece of Halloween history. It is. So it's like it's like Quentin Tarantino. It's like uh the Weinstein uh studios, like they they gave Tarantino like his big break. They gave him wet reservoir dogs. They let him do what he wanted in reservoir dogs, which you know uh sparked him. So I mean Yeah. I guess you gotta give credit where credit's due, I guess, man. But yeah. I, I, I get that. I agree. Uh, David's here. What's going on, David? We're just about to start the film. So let's do this. Let's not waste any more time. If you've got your copy, we are paused at zero minutes and zero seconds. I am going to say three, two, one, play. When I say play, you are going to click the play button. So what are the odds that we start in the exact same time like last time? We did not that'd start at the exact same time. That'd be great, but I'll catch up if we don't. So, okay. here we go. We are starting the theatrical cut of Rob Zombie's Halloween in three, two, one, play. I think we did it good. I think I it think worked. Too. That is the Dimension logo like fell. What? The Dimension logo just went away. Dimension Films presents. Nah, bro. I'm on Lionsgate. What? Yeah. Are you on the Loomis thing yet? The quote? No. I'm on Dimension. Oh, I had the Lionsgate intro. Oh, shit. Oh, that's cool. I had an extra that's second. Cool. Right, tell me when you're on the, the Loomis thing. I'm on the Loomis thing. Okay. What what time marker are you at? Uh, 40 now. Oh, shoot. Halloween just, just happened. Rock Do you see the place yet? Yep. Okay. Haddonfield, Illinois? Yep. Okay. Okay. We're, we're all right. We're all right. We're all right. <laughs> I fucking knew it. See, back when we used to do this like type of commentary, we were, we were, it was the two of us together and we just started and it was fine. But then when we, when we did the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street, we started from HBO Max. Like we had HBO Max and we, we were both watching from HBO Max. So it's weird for us to do it on different platforms. 
Because yeah. unfortunately with Rob Zombies, you, you can't get it anywhere else. And I'm sure he has I think he's using a DVD copy and I'm using like Amazon. So like well, you get what you get. It was on Netflix for a little bit, but now it's not for some reason. I don't really know why. Probably for the best. I'm all broken up here, bitch. Bah, 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 bah. He's really awful. He's a good you actor. Really hate, you really hate really the really awful. <clears throat> I'd turn down your volume. <laughs> Are we about at the same spot? Yeah, I can, I can, I can hear what you. I can hear your audio still. Our goal is to not get flagged, so that's why I say volume. that is our goal. That is our goal. Jay Dead said I had to restart my laser disc. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Josh Boyd says, Danielle Harris recently revealed some drama about her being in this one. Rob didn't want anyone from the previous movies, but Akkad was telling her one thing uh, and didn't actually want her back in this movie. That's interesting because Scout Compton and Daniel Harris are very big supporters of what Rob Zombie did. They're very, very big supporters of, of his films. I didn't respond to that because I'm so enamored by what's going on right now in this movie. Yeah. David Irwin, you're right. The dialogue is hilarious. See, I, here's the thing. It, it's... I know like it's what he the was movie. going for. Yeah. And I know it's purposeful. But somebody said it. And I please, nobody take this with... I, I don't say this to be rude or, or to, to make a, a, a an, an unnecessary stereotype. But it's so white trash. Like, it's as white trash as white trash can be. You know? And I know that was... I, I get that was the I believe it. Look how off-white that, that fridge is. Like, Jesus Christ, I mean, that like, fridge is dirty. Like, she's jerking off the milk bottle in front of her, like, eight-year-old brother? Like, are you kidding me right now? How would you have felt if it was a clown mask other than <laughs> the... <laughs> Take that damn thing off. If it what if it was what other than the clown mask? How would you feel if it if it was like a clown mask than the original Michael Myers? If he would have changed that, I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, I really like his Halloween mask. Actually, I like the better looking mask in the franchise. Yeah. But I think I think what is and who is he? I forget who that actor is. I know him from somewhere. I don't remember where. Spy Kids, dude. No, something else. Yes, Spy he Kids. In, he is the kid in Spy Kids, but he's some. He's also married to Megan Trainer. I know him. No, I know him from somewhere else. Oh. Um. Cast. 
God. Rosalia, like, in regards to the kid who played uh, young Michael, I'll be honest, he did a decent job in regards to, like, you know, I guess to act as a troubled kid, but... I don't know what his name is. To... If you if you if you if you put him in this movie and, and you expect me to think that this was Michael when he was a kid, no. Like I, I, I don't I just don't see it because because of the original like uh kid who played Michael Myers. Like he was just stone cold, no emotions. He just snapped for some reason and killed his sister. Like that's usually what yeah. happened. That's that's the thing that happened. So for me to continue to see this kid act in this certain way and just all of a sudden become a serial killer makes sense by by cause and effect yes that totally makes sense why he'd become a killer but that doesn't that doesn't give much emphasis on how how scary michael truly is you know what i mean right like for you to for you to like go through see his backstory and see this kid act and throughout his life and then end up becoming a serial killer it's almost as like yeah it makes sense yeah. But yeah. yeah, but I will agree. And then you, you you got he, Loomis walking in here being all suave and like, I'm the cool. I, I know. got my Ray Bans on. I just he's coming in. Like you know what I mean? He just he's all yeah. like cool guy. Yeah. Also, by the way, this this motherfucker pulled a dead cat from a bag out of his desk. I, you know, a lot of people don't like the fact that they really, really explored the relationship between Loomis and Michael in this one. I actually didn't mind it because you kind of like, you kind of sympathize with Loomis a little bit. Like he's more of a tragic character in these, not necessarily in two, but in this one, because it's like he, he cared about him. him. That doesn't like, make my, not like, like when I see that, I don't <laughs> You expect me to see that and think of Michael Myers? You, you don't see the shape in that. No. Know. The stakes are high. I cannot figure out who that kid is. I know him from somewhere, and it's killing me. Like, not Spy Kids. I know him from somewhere else, too. Like, pretty recently that I was like, I, why do I know him? And I realized... Are you talking Are you talking about him or the other kid? No, him. The bully kid. With the, with the Rick Grimes jacket on. That's pretty, Michael. I gotta, I gotta admit. Yeah, the music was good the in this, stocking. too. Tyler Bates did a good job with the music. I'll admit that. There are things about it that are good. There really are. I there there I, there's actually quite a bit about these films that I I enjoy. But well, with H1, not necessarily with H2. H2 really dies for me after after the hospital. That that's about it. Daryl Sabara. Thank you, Josh. Daryl Sabara. Let's see. 
why do I know you other than Spy? The first thing that comes up, Spy Kids, Spy Kids too. The Spy Green Kids, Inferno. The Did you ever watch the Green Inferno? I have seen the Green Inferno. He's in that. Um, and that's pretty much all I can think of in regards to his movies. Why do I know him? I, it was something recently that I remember being like, "Hey, I know that kid." Yep, he was in World's Greatest Dad. I don't know. David said he was in Machete, too. He was. Do you think they went a little too far with the gore in this one? And, like, no. the messed up nature? No. I think this it's is, a lot. This is, this is Rob Zombie at his peak. Like, that's a lot right there, man. That's dark. Yeah, I'd agree. It's a lot for Halloween. Yeah. But this is Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like I know. It's a different animal. The Ox says, I think I heard somewhere that the bully was played by the same kid who played six-year-old Michael in the original. Could be wrong, though. Not sure. That would... No, that couldn't be. Because that... I mean, this came out... You know... Years. I mean, almost 30 years after. There'd be no way. Ooh, I like that saying lore over gore yeah i agree yeah. i completely agree there's also i think a little bit of and and one of the reasons i'm not big Judy. on um one of the reasons i'm not super big on rob zombies films is i think they also a lot of they're, they're also they, they rely on some shock factor too like it's um it's so grotesque and the dialogue is so horrendous and it's so wild that you're like whoa like and then that's devil's rejects that's you know 31 or 30 whatever it is i mean that's any of his films are like that where it's just like like everything that william forsyth says is just disgusting in mm -hmm. nature but when i hear that i don't like <laughs> so when i see uh uh, what's his name? Uh, who plays who plays Michael in this one? Tyler, adult Michael or yeah, Michael? yeah, adult well, I, Michael is Tyler Bain. Yeah. So when I hear when I hear young Michael talk, I don't when I see uh, Tyler Bain, I, I just think of that voice. Mm. And you know, part of you always feel. I mean, listen, I know everybody kind of gives him crap too for always casting Sherry Moon. But she did okay in this one. She really did. Yeah. She was she was all right. Now, when she's riding on the white horse and she's like, her ghost is talking to Michael and like being like, baby, go find her. It's like, okay, shut up. Like, you know what I, I mean? Never, I never heard the subhuman sloth. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Jay Dead says, the Rob Zombie starter kit. Grime, gore, profanity, and Sherry Moon Zombie. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong, though. It kind of is. It really is, though. Like, legit.
Oh my god, it's Billy. Billy. From Stranger Things. What? Billy from Stranger Things? Is that is that his name? Billy. Who played the guitar? No, it's not. Is it not Billy? No. Damn, that joke missed then. Fuck. Not Billy. Um the hell's his name? Eddie. Eddie, there you go. No, that that's not Eddie though. He looks like it. He looks like Eddie. Also, am I the only one who thinks it's weird that Rob Zombie always wants to plaster his wife like almost completely naked, like in every one of his movies? Like, why do you want to plaster your wife out there for everybody to see, like doing a strip tease? I don't know. Like, I, why do you want that? That's weird. I don't know. So you expect me to sit here and watch uh, little Michael right here sit in the corner of the street and feel bad for him? I guess. Not in the slightest. Haddonfield Slasher, that's a good question, man. And this is actually an idea we've had for a show to pin different Michaels up against each other. Try putting uh, try, try putting Tyler Maine's Michael and James Jude Courtney's Michael in the same room. <laughs> see what happens. Bro, I, I, I gotta say, I think... Uh, I think Rob Zombie's Michael would get, I think Tyler Maine's Michael would get him. But I got to say, if there's any Michael that's going to put up a fight, it's probably James Street Courtney's. He would, yeah. he would definitely put up a fight. He would, he would go down swinging hands yeah. down. Yeah. I did like this. I liked how they originated the mask too. That was, I didn't like the concept as why it came about. And you got the clean, ver- <laughs> and you got the clean version of it before you get the cracked up one. And nipples. Yeah, it's a little strange, isn't it? Now that I yeah. Think about it. The fact, the fact that the, like the that legacy see it, of the mask starts. I like that we and from then some her weird brother, role play. And her brother wears that. Yeah, not her brother. Oh, yeah, her brother. Yeah, that's Judith. That's her. <laughs> you know. Like, this is where the killing starts. Is that the monsters? Yeah. On the TV? Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. Like, who Does is anybody candy? actually like candy corn? Let's just take a second. I like it. They're starting like, to... It's who, okay. Who eats candy and then it just goes slits his stepdad's throat? The, <laughs> the, apparently him. Listen, the chocolate candy corn is disgusting. But the normal one is okay. A lot of people What's don't the, like What it, are those though? called? Peanut butter? Like styrofoam peanut butters? I forgot what they're called styrofoam peanut butters bro, bro if you're eating styrofoam like i would suggest you talk to your doctor because you're gonna be all kinds of messed up i'm talking about the styrofoam peanuts you know what i'm talking about like the can the orange looking candy <laughs> yes. yeah yeah rosalia says candy corn is gross i don't mind candy corn it's okay it's not great but it's not like you just said you hated either. it it's not it's not awful the chocolate <laughs> ones are gross the normal Martin. orange and yellow ones are decent but the, yeah. the ones with chocolate are like ugh. it's like tootsie rolls tootsie rolls are gross yeah it's not really like chocolate it's like you know it's what, like tar like this scene right here when when he like tapes his like stepdaddy's uh uh body to the to the couch like i i used to think it was like there's no way he could have not felt that but then again i've seen drunk college students literally pass out and be in a lake with an inflatable bed before like i've seen it done That's fair. so like it could happen. 
That's fair. Jay Dead said, I mean, at Easter time, I get three peeps down and I'm ready to mark a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Haddonfield Slasher says, I plan on watching Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills before Halloween ends, just so I'm ready for the final showdown. And honestly, I'm kind of sad to see Jamie Lee Curtis go, but it's time. Definitely, man. And by yeah. the way, I'm going to put in a shameless plug. We are doing watch-alongs of Halloween 18 and Halloween Kills. The first, Halloween 18 is on October 1st. Saturday, yeah. October 1st is yep. we're watching Halloween 2018. So. If you, there was if a, you want to watch it by yourself, cool. But if you want to watch it with us, that'd be great. There was a comment I saw recently. I, I want to mention it. Uh, someone said something about all the gore and stuff. And then uh, someone said that they take um, all the gore and Rob Zombie over Sartain's death in H18. Really? And, yeah. See, Sartain's and death, I think, was a little bit more. Much. Yeah. And someone said, uh, it's a little Tim, bit more Tim, than you said it. He said, he said, Sartain was about, he said, that was the only out of place scene in 18. Really, Sartain is unnecessary in 18. I agree. I agree. Literally, the only purpose Sartain serves is to put Laurie and Michael face to face again. That's literally he is, all he is the going. The only purpose he serves. Yes. That's it. And this, this new, this new kid in killed is going to be as unnecessary as Sartain, Sartain was in 18. I believe it. Yep. Why is she into him? White trash. Like, legit, why? I don't understand. Oh, shit, he kills him with a bat. Yeah. I forget. Do you hear the gong from the, from the con- con- connection? I don't remember. It's been honestly, it's been a little while. The last time I actually sat and watched this was probably with you two years ago when uh, we watched yeah. it the last time. That's probably the last time I would have actually sat down and watched it all the way through. It was on TV or something one day, and I kind of watched some of it. But bro, I don't care how long awesome. I've been with a girl. Like I will not just walk down to their fridge and make a sandwich. Also, what kind of sandwich is he making, bro? He's got, like, an entire jar of mustard and, like, a slice of cheese. Like, like what kind of sandwich are you making? Oh, you do. Oh, yeah, you do make that sound. Listen, we really are at the right timestamp, aren't we? We're together. Yeah. We're pretty close. We're doing good with these commentaries, dude. We're being pretty... Now, also... You're telling me Judith didn't hear any, even with the headphones on. Listen, I, I think this is still set in like the 70s or 80s. Like, they didn't have good headphones back then. Like, you would have heard this. Come on. David Irwin says, it's very watchable and in fairness to Rob, it's aged well. It has aged well. I agree with that. I, I really do. I agree. It has aged remarkably well. I could not sleep with headphones like that. Shaded said he looks like the drummer from Weezer. <laughs> he he kind of does. I'm not going to lie. I actually saw them a couple years ago. I saw them with Green Day, who is my favorite, and Fall Out Boy. It was a good show. Although I got to say, Green Day blew both of them out of the water in terms of like the show quality completely. Butt cheeks. 
I also don't like he sits and like looks at her for a few minutes. Like it's your naked sister, dude. And you're just like Hello. <laughs> this this it looks like a yoked Michael Myers mask, you know what I mean? It does. He looks like he's like, got like he's been he's been juicing a little bit. Yeah, he's got he's got he he's got a strong jawline. That's weird. I always thought that was weird. I was like, why like why did you include that? I would have seen that knife. Just saying. She's an idiot. I'm sorry, but her character was stupid in this. Like, I think you would have sympathized with her more if you would have made her, like, a good sister who's really trying. Even if she sleeps with the boyfriend, like, whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. if she was a good sister who was trying to, like, do the right thing, and she was like, buddy, what's wrong? Like, like Michael, are you okay? What's wrong? But instead, she's like, I'm going to grow up to be a stripper, too. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, bro, you could have made a better choice than that, you know? I yeah. really think you could have. It's the first time we get I remember when we saw that. That's I remember cool when we shot. first, yep, I knew it. He was going to say it again. Shot. It is. That's, a, that's cool. The lighting looks good. Again, the lighting and the mask, that's very important. It really has been a hot second since I watched this one. It's been a little bit. It's really been a little bit since I watched. You like H2. the shaky cam? Um, I don't know. Are you a fan of shaky cam? Oh, are you asking me, bro? I saw you and you were looking somewhere else, and I was like, "Who the fuck are you asking?" No, I was talking to I was talking to Julia. Huh? What? Miguel asked who I was talking to. Okay. It looked like I was just talking to like the air. Come on, boo. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to one night scare. <laughs> Rosalia said, everyone looks stinky dirty. <laughs> I believe it. You're not wrong, though. You're really not. Uh, Tim87 said, Rob made the mask look more angry with the forehead and the brow line. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He did. It's got, it's got, it looks like it's a little more yoked, like you said. And it's, I'd say this. It's got more going on, like with the, the facial structures and like the, it, the, the face is like longer on it. You know what I mean? Like the sculpt. But why, but why go back to the, to the clown mask? I don't know. Yeah. I love you. Huh? Okay. She's talking. I was gonna. Guy. I was gonna say uh, the original uh, Michael Myers mask looks more curious, and this one looks more uh, menacing. You know what I mean? It does. This one like looks more on a mission. Angry. It yeah. looks angry and mean. It does. You listen. You do have to sympathize with the mom at least a little bit. You do. I mean. That is sad. 
you know. I mean, you get home from. It's some real like tough shit. You'd watch at eleven o'clock at night, like news, news at news at eleven, and to know that your child did it, like that's Mm -hmm. that's really rough. You like the still moment right there? I do. Again, it's a nod to the tableau from the original film. Like, that's a cool shot. I like that. The lights are still moving, but the people aren't. And then he's the only thing. His head tilt is the only thing. <laughs> J Dead said, after working the pole for a 10 hour shift, and then come, I come home to this. <laughs> <laughs> David Irwin, yeah, he says, Rosalia, lol. All, all of Rob's movies make me feel grimy. That's why I'm not really a fan other than the Halloween films, because like. It just looks humid. <laughs> I don't, I don't like movies that. I like a good story, but mm-hmm. I don't like. It's the same reason I don't like Hostel or The Human Centipede or films like that, because like, I don't feel like. I don't feel satisfied with a story after that. I just feel disgusting. Like, mm. and I don't like that. That's not my kind of film. I like horror, but I don't like all horror. Like Tusk. Ugh. Couldn't do Tusk. I saw it, but. He tried, man. Loomis really did try. He did. You have to give him credit. And listen, Malcolm McDowell did a great job. Like, and you know, David, you made a good point. Rob did an incredible job casting these roles. Like, if you another thing, if you can say anything about it, Rob did a very good job casting Malcolm McDowell as Loomis. And, you know, the choice to to bring Danielle Harris back was good. I liked it. She did a great job as Annie. Um mm-hmm. You know, the the choice uh, of Scout Taylor Compton as Laurie, genius. A lot of people like Scout Taylor Compton's Laurie more than they like the original Laurie with Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, it's, you know, he did a good job with the casting. He really did. I don't like this kid. So the kid does it. He's a really great actor because I really don't like this kid. Yeah. This has a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. 59% audience score. Bro, that is straight up rum, I'd say, if I was visiting my child that just killed my entire family. Hey, machete. You love him, don't you? You're a huge Danny Trejo fan. I love Danny Trejo. He's my best. I love him. David says, do you guys like the fly 86? That's a gory watch. I do like the fly. I will say that's one that I, I did, but again, good story. Also, Jeff, it's Jeff Goldblum. How do you, you gotta love Jeff Goldblum. You do. Yeah. The fly is a good one. That's a good film. It's like a werewolf kind of thing, but like, you, you, like you feel, you feel for the beast yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. It's definitely like a werewolf type story, except he's a fly. And did you? And he did doesn't you know, ever turn back into the human. He's just yeah. He's the fly. <laughs> did you know Veronica in the Fly? He she plays a 
she plays one of she plays the wife the the wife in uh Beetlejuice, I think. I thought the wife was Gina Davis. Yeah, Gina Davis. She played uh she played uh what's her name? Who uh, was uh who was what's her Barbara. face in Beetlejuice then? Huh? Who was um the Stranger Things lady? Um We on a rider. That was that yeah. was Lydia. That was Lydia. That was the that oh, was the girl. That's right. But the husband husband and wife yeah, the husband and wife. Right. The you're wife right, was right. uh was Gina Davis. You're right. Rosalia said she's met Danny Trejo. He's so cool. He looks so small in person. I'm That'd be so awesome, jealous. Dude. He'd be fun to meet. Listen, we almost. I've. I think we've told you this story before. We told this to Mike and Jay the last time we were with them. Um, but like we were when we were at Scarefest, we almost low key met Bruce Campbell could have happened because he was like he wasn't behind his thing he was like walking back to his table like out the doors or whatever Mm -hmm. and i put my phone up to try to start videoing him and out of nowhere this woman was like you can't film in here and we were like oh (laughs) okay no pictures (laughs) it's like oh okay sorry david i agree his life story is fascinating (laughs) like real interesting I would too. I would too. Yeah. What? Jeff Goldblum uh, and Prada ads? No. Uh, Rosalie said uh, he kissed my hand and almost fainted. I would oh. too. You want Danny Tre- Trejo to kiss your hand, Miguel? Bro, he's an awesome guy. <laughs> See, he brings him Christmas presents. Like he's a good guy. Loomis tried to help him. He tried to make it better. But then, where did this come from? He's saying, I want the electric chair wrong. <laughs> I'd pump enough electricity in him to light up fucking Las Vegas. Do you? So it's very. Bro, they obvious look like father and son. They do. It's very obvious that Loomis cared about Michael. Bro, he's do dead ass. Th- like, I'm Joe Dirt. Do you? <laughs> I'm Joe Dirt. Do you think that Michael ever cared about Loomis? Because the reason that this is an interesting question is because there are, I believe, two times in this film that Michael has the opportunity to kill Loomis and he Mm -hmm. doesn't. Yeah. I like how his hair is getting more and more messed up. Like, I think of when Loomis runs up to him, um, when Loomis runs up to him and he's like, when they're at the pool and when he's chasing Lori and Loomis is like, please stop, like, please. And Michael just kind of, he just like kind of turns his head and looks at him like, I don't need you anymore, dad. And just like, he, and like keeps walking towards her and that's when he shoots him. But even Mm. when he does like grab his throat and like he grabs him by the face and squeezes him or whatever and drops him, he, he really doesn't kill him. He doesn't, you know? Because Loomis grabs, like, Loomis is on the ground, and he grabs his foot, and he just kind of, like, shakes Loomis off his foot and keeps walking. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. And, again, the fact that they never define that is interesting as well. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that poor lady.
The Ox said Michael never cared about Loomis. Is it, am, am I correct? Or is that? Let me double check here. Does she play me, someone? Before I say this, let me. Let me be 100% sure before I say this. Um, maybe not. No, maybe not. Bro, shock the bastard. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Shock the kid. Bro, you're really saying give him the electric chair? He's like, he's like 10. Bro, he <laughs> killed four people. And look at his face. Done deal. I also never liked that he smiled at him in that moment. I was like, okay. Nope, never did. Jay did. Michael, calm down and I'll teach you how to drive. Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> Ock doesn't think Michael ever cared about Loomis at all. Rosalia yeah. says, it's almost like Loomis is Michael's Dr. Frankenstein. Um, I would um, I would say Loomis is more of his Van Helsing. I don't know if I'd say he's his Dr. Frankenstein. Because I don't think Loomis necessarily created him. Mm -hmm. I think Michael's whole sick, twisted, my mom is a stripper and my dad is disgusting backstory. That Yeah. I really do feel bad for her. I do. It's sad. Like, it's a sad story for her character. And that's also why I didn't, that's another reason I didn't like that they brought her back like that in H2, where she was like the kill for me son i love you bring us a family again and like whatever because like she was she, yes she was a stripper yes she was she made bad choices but like i don't think she was a bad person you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i think she kind of did what she had to do at least that's the vibe i get but it's sad we started from six months i know years. right we really went hardcore that guy is a dick yeah he's not a good guy not danny trejo danny trejo is a great person <laughs> in this movie he's genuinely kind even to michael he's like you know kind to him and he talks to him and he tries to be cool with him and mm -hmm. that's an interesting choice i don't mind that one what, him having all the mask? Yeah, I don't mind that. P. Rich, what's going on, my man? Epic Retro Time says he had to find a reason to bring his wife back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I 100% believe that that's the reason. I 100% I, I do 100 believe that that's believe the reason. I'm fairly certain that that's the reason. <laughs> he said, "You know what, me and him. Who do you think would have? Who do you think would have saved uh, Michael more if they had enough time? Ismail or Loomis? I don't know. I think I, I'm gonna take with Danny Trejo. I'm gonna give it to him. 
See, that's interesting. Him saying that he's worked with Michael longer than his like first marriage and stuff. Like he, <clears throat> and it makes you wonder. Like, is Michael part of what ruined his first marriage? Like, was he so tied to trying to help him and so tied to his work that he didn't take the necessary time for his family and for his wife? And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like that. That's an interesting thought to me. Like, how did this affect Loomis? You know. Because obviously, like, he's realized he can't do this anymore. He can't be his doctor. He's like, I, I, I literally cannot help you. Like, I don't, like, I wish you the best, but I, I can't do this to myself anymore, you know? And I think that's an interesting thought. How do you feel about the whole author of the book about him and... Like, oh, if my entire, uh, if my entire life was dedicated to this boy, who was a complete fucking sociopathic killer, I would need to seek some sort of uh, outlet. So he probably wrote it down. And he says, "Bro, like this needs to know." Purely and simply evil. Malcolm McDowell, can you narrate our next intro? <laughs> <laughs> season season three he did do a good job I must say I, I liked him as Loomis I really did again good casting choice <clears throat> um, Haddonfield Slasher says I think Loomis did try to help Michael like you said Brad but at the end uh, Michael just didn't care I think Loomis would just lose himself I agree I think if Loomis would have continued he would have lost his mind he would have he would have lost a piece of himself, you know? And I think he's he like, would have done the mask. I'm trying to save what's left of me, you know? Yeah. Million ideas. What's going on, buddy? He says, fellas, we're watching Rob Zombie's Halloween. If, uh, if you want to watch with us, we are, oh, my remote died. Crap. Give him a timestamp, Miguel, because my remote's dead. Oh, uh, we are at uh, 39... We're going to be at 40 minutes in about, give me a second, about five seconds. We're going to be about 40 minutes. We're at the point where he's about to break out of Smith's Grove. Now. His feet look disgusting in this bro. movie, by the way. That's Sabretooth, bro. That is Sabretooth. I always forget that until somebody mentions it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like he, played, he straight up played Sabretooth. Like a couple of times. Yep. I think I think in two movies, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was two. X Men One and Two. I think it was first two. Yeah. Because they recast him in like the like the the legends or the origins film, yeah. By the way, do you see they're making a a, an Iron Man game like they did the Spider Man game? It's gonna be be fun. Yeah. That thing better be open world. I'm just saying. I don't know. I kind of like that mask, if I'm being honest. That's a cool one. Yeah. A lot of people like that mask. Ooh, Josh, I like what you said. He said, I love Danny's character. Having him there being great to michael for years and he doesn't care like the terminator it's sad it is sad danny dies 
but it just shows how much he really does not care. Yeah. hundred percent. I also, I like this escape scene much more than what they ended up doing with, uh, with the, the uncut version where you have that awful rape scene and it's just, it's, it's too much. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I think, did we watch the unrated version? I think we watched the unrated version before and he literally escaped because homeboy was raping an inmate. Yeah. Like it's like Rob Zombie. Why, why, why was that written in the script? I don't know. I don't know why you would ever think that that was a good idea. It's like, it's like you, it's like, Oh, I can do an unrated film. All right. Throw this in here. I don't know. I feel so bad for Danny Trejo's character too. Like I know. he was a good dude. Like he three was months. really just trying to do his three job. months. Three months and he would have got four hundred dollars a month for the rest of his life. <laughs> Talking about the pensions. Yeah, Rosalia, don't don't watch unrated. It's actually like it's more grimy than this. Bro, look at the streaks that he made with that cut. Like, Jesus. Yeah, that's awful. See, here's the thing. Here's what I would not have done. And I know you. it's got to for the movie. <laughs> I would have slammed that door shut again. I would have gone right back out. Nope. Oh, million. I do agree with you on that end. He said, I like both escape scenes. The rape one is crazier for me because he clearly doesn't care that the poor woman's being raped. But as soon as they touch his mask. Yeah, that's true. Gone. Yeah, Rosalia. You're not missing very much with the unrated version. It's just it's too much. It's too brutal. It's it's nasty. It's just it's nasty, nasty. Like this one is pretty nasty and that one is bad. Yeah, really, really bad. Like they show everything. Like, but this scene right here, it just like goes to show how much Michael does not care because he was literally just toying with Danny right here. Yeah. Yeah, such a shame. I feel bad for his character. And he's not even trying to fight. You know what I mean? He's just hurt. Yeah. Like, uh, like, emo- like he's hurt that he's doing that to him. Yeah, you know? but at least he got the less gory death. Now, Josh, I don't know if I agree with you on that one. I felt more for Danny than I did for Michael. What do you say, Josh? Said one thing Rob did a great job in this movie is a majority of the character development is solid. That you feel uh, that you feel for these ones, and that is some of the the most important things about movies. Feeling for them, I completely agree. If you don't feel for the characters, if you don't feel something for the story and for the characters, what's the point? That's why yeah. I don't like films like Hostel and 
that that's why I don't like those super grindhouse, just make you feel slimy and gross type films because it's just like I, I, it, it, like what's the point? Like I don't feel anything. I just feel gross mm-hmm. from that. You know, that's it. It's Sartine. Sartine. <laughs> A few hours ago, and you're just now calling his doctor. Mm-hmm. Gro- Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> yeah, a million ideas. I agree, man. You got to kind of feel bad for her a little bit. You have to. Rosalia, that's an interesting question. Do you think Zombie was influenced by Wes Craven's early 70s films? Hmm. I I could see it. I could see it. Definitely, like Last House on the Left, things like that. I could 100% see it. Tim87, I agree, Brad. I watch horror for fun, adventure, and escape, not to feel like... Yeah, 100%, dude. 100%. If it makes you feel like shit, like, why? Like, what's the point? Like, why, why watch it? You know, I don't want to feel I'm, slimy I'm, and disgusting after I watch a film. Like, yeah, I want to feel I'm like with wow, you. that was a I'm good story. You on that, Josh. You know? that was a great story. I, I like that. Josh says, I just mean some of the general characters like Danny, Brackett, Lori, etc. Michael, not really. Yeah, J- I agree with you that he'd love to hang out with Joe Grizzly one Saturday night. I know, I know right? He said, you Grizzly, that double fuck no. He'd get you that double taco supreme. And like you, you like the character for like the start, but then you end up like, uh. dang son, look at them stones right there. I got a Taco Deluxe Supreme talking back at me. Listen, you know you're bad when you are in the middle of dumping one and you're still ready to fight somebody. Ugh. Bitch. <laughs> Again, it's whenever it, it no, he mentioned the mask. Yeah. It really is. Is whenever you mention the mask. He was literally standing still before that. Bro, but Michael's so vicious in this one. He is. He is. Like you see the power here. Jay did said, what if Michael started gagging when he walked in? 
opens the bathroom door. That's too. Like, that's <laughs> too human from him. That's too human. That's too human of him. Good God! You can see the brown stain. Yep. So it says like it says Halloween October thirty first. What day did he break out? I guess like two or three days before, maybe. You want you want you know? like this man must have yeah. killed a lot more people. Yeah. P. Rich says the mask isn't bad in this movie. I've seen worse. I actually really like the mask. It, it's it's one of my favorites. Actually, I would let see. I like the one in this, but actually, the my listen my like prized possession piece. I think for me would be to own a Rob Zombie H two mask. Then not the one where half of it's ripped off. I mean the hospital version where it's like it looks like the H one, but it's got the bullet hole at the top and there's like it's half covered in blood. That is terrifying to me. And I think that would be amazing to Yeah. I think that'd be amazing. Now listen, we're what? I mean how Miguel, what time stamp are we at right now? Fifty. We're we're fifty minutes into the movie. And this is the first time we're seeing Lori. Think about yep. that. First this time we've seen Lori. And we're this is a Michael in. movie. It really is. This is basically a Michael movie. Mm. It was primarily like a Michael and uh, Loomis movie right there, for sure. Now, Miguel, I'm going to blow your mind. Tommy, the kid playing Tommy, mm-hmm. is the one that plays Lori, or not Lori, Carol is like her son in The Walking Dead. Carol's son? Matt Lintz. Yeah. Carol had a son? No, but like the like her like adopted son. He also he's the and Ms. Marvel, oh. he's her friend in Ms. Marvel. Oh. Her like techie friend, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And Ms. Marvel, him. Bro, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's him. Dude grew up and became a part of the Walking Dead. He became a part right. of the MCU. It's it's funny. Like it's funny scene. when you see like pop when you see like famous actors and where they get their start, like Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yes, the one that got decapitated. What was his name? Um uh, my question is. Henry, that was his name. Henry. How did how did Michael hide the mask like that? Also, this is very uh, Friday the Thirteenth ish. Oh, sorry, the knife. Yeah, but I really like this scene a lot. It's very hey, Friday be, the Thirteenth vibe, though. You know what I mean? I'll be like the right mask is like I'll in be, the wall. I'll be right back. Okay. I okay. I do like as soon as the music just starts right away, as soon as the mask comes. Jay did say that son looked at the flower. <laughs> I'd say like this Michael right here is probably like one of my second favorite. You see the eyes too much, I'd say. Because I'm not a fan of seeing the eye. But other than that, it's probably my second favorite uh, Michael uh, like full out suit.
I'm curious, like, is it the same premise like in the old, like in, in the original, like Michael just happened to see Lori? All right, or sorry. Is it just like this brother and sister bond is so strong that he just That's knows that it's his sister? That's a good question. Yeah. And it, it was just a happenstance that it happened to be Michael's sister. Yeah. And that's another it's another cool nod to the original when you when you hear Nick Castle like behind the door when she slips it in. I'd agree. Bro, those glasses are so two thousands. Yeah. And the three of them had really good chemistry too. Like I said, like the casting was very well done. I like how she just skips over that. She just skips over the fact that there's somebody watching them out on the street. Right. Here, you take a second. I'm going to take a second real quick. I'll be right back, guys. Let me ask you guys this question. Do you th- do you like the this trio of girls in in Rob Zombie's film better or do you like the original trio um of Lori, Annie and Linda in the original Halloween better? Like which one had better chemistry? Which one was like which one like fit better together? Cuz I I like them both for different reasons. I mean I think, honestly, chemistry, I think these three had more chemistry. Like, they were at least good to each other. You know what I mean? Like, there are a few points in the original Halloween where I'm like, Lori, why are you friends with them? Like, they're awful to you. Like, some of the things that they say, I'm like, bro. (laughs) Like, they're kind of terrible to you. Like, I don't know why you're friends with them. But... Yeah, the Oct, I agree with you, man. The, he says these parts with adult Michael are way better than the scenes with the young Michael. I don't mind that they went the prequel route and that they did that. Like, I, I don't mind that. I think it was creative and it was different. Again, bringing something new and different to the, the reimagining. But I also think it was drug out a little too long. Like, I think we could have made that 10 minutes shorter than it was. It just, it felt 10, 15 minutes even. It just, it felt like a lot. Like, it was very, very, very long and drawn out with the stuff with little Michael, you know, which again, I get it. I get what he was trying to do. I understand. It just, I mean, this movie is an hour and 50 minutes long, you know? So, I mean, yes, we're in the second half of it, but it's still like, man, like that's, that's a lot, you know, this one does have a lot of fall atmosphere to it as well. This one feels Halloween. It's cool. I was actually, I was watching Sean Clark's Horrid Hallowed, Horrors, I never can say that freaking show right. Horrors Hallowed Grounds episode on Rob Zombie's film. And uh, it was just, it, it, it was interesting. Like seeing how they decorated it and everything. Like he even commented on like the street looked so decorated for Halloween. It was cool. <laughs> back you're back 
We were. I was just asking the question, uh, and I know some people answered. Do you like the original trio of Annie and Linda and Lori, or do you like this trio of Annie and Linda and Lori like better? Like, which do you like better? I think these three have a lot more chemistry, and they're also like not total bitches to Lori the entire time. Like in the, they, in sound, the they sound more film, like friends. They do. They sound like legitimate friends. In the original film, there are a few points where it's like, why are you friends with them, Lori? Like, they're kind of mean to you, you know? <laughs> I love that you said bacon mobiles make me nauseous. Also, why is nobody else around? It's a quiet neighborhood. Where are the palm trees, by the way? I know, right? They did film this in Pasadena, though, still. I guess they hit it better, though. <laughs> they hit it a little bit better than uh, than they did with this one. Is that... Sid Haig... Sig Haig from the Devil's Reject? Yep, that's Sid Haig. That's hilarious. I totally did not realize that. Yep. Sig Haig was scary in the Devil's Reject. I never understood that either. Like, why? Also, again, with the trashy boyfriend thing. J-Dead says, uh, this trio feels, feels more natural and age correct. I agree. Mm -hmm. uh, Tim87 says, OG girls are unmatched to this day, but the new girls hit for a different generation. I agree with that. I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, I like this shot, too. This is a cool shot. What, of Michael on the... Yeah, standing up on the balcony. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that shot a lot. And, of course, we got a Rob Zombie fight. A what? We got a Rob Zombie fight with uh, the crazy sex scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a uh, million ideas you're right about. It's crazy how Annie was like 30. She was. Danielle Harris was like 30 years old. Right here? Yeah. Also, I want you to know that Michael literally sat there and watched them finish. Yeah. That happened. You notice, you notice how quick like, they just... You notice how quick they just went to night? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, just, it just jumped right into, into the Well, it's like... I mean, the going. original does that too. You know what yeah. I mean?
Ah, uh, yep. What? Uh, don't fear the reaper coming on. Yeah. Just like how it was that night. That's interesting. I'm looking at the trivia on IMDb. Emma Stone auditioned to play Laurie Strode. She wanted the role. I don't know. Don't know. You don't want Emma Stone as Lori. I don't think her. I don't think her career would have would have picked up as much as it did. I don't know about that, but also, this one comes out of nowhere. I know. Boom. Straight nowhere. We'd you put up a fight. Those typical boot cut jeans that are kind of ripped. I know, right? That are dripped at the or yeah. dripped that are ripped at the bottom of it. Hey man, back then that was drip. Drip 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 drip. <laughs> drip. What is pokey? Is that is that a slang term? I don't know. Yeah, Rosalia says, weird how they used adults to play teens back in the 70s. And teens to play adults. He's like, uh, yeah. (laughs) His head is even tilted down, like... I'd like to think in his head, he's like... I, I gotta snap out of this. What am I doing? <laughs> and then he goes together. <laughs> Minus five. It also so it, it shows more in the unrated version, if you know what I'm saying. We get straight up crotch shots of. of I about uh, said this know. one and this one, Michael didn't really have to try all that hard. No, he really didn't. She kind of went out pretty quick. Look at his hand. His hand was placed very carefully, like on her under boob. Yeah. I like this guy. Right? <laughs> True American. I know, right? Let's be real, though. Is a python the right choice for this? What? Is a python the right choice for this? Bro, it's Michael. Nothing's the right choice. 
<laughs> a grenade launcher would be the right choice. <laughs> That's about yeah, it. Yeah, the one that comes out of nowhere that that happens to be in a in a wall that you happen to yeah. break. Listen, I I feel like Halloween Ends needs to be like Resident Evil, like your favorite Resident Evil stereotype, like where you're you're in the hopeless battle with the monster at the end, and then somehow mm -hmm. there's a rocket launcher. <laughs> like. <laughs> No way, Retro Time. I didn't know that. Ralph Macchio was 21 years old when he filmed The Karate Kid. I didn't know that. He does not look 21 in that movie. Mm Yeah, Rosalia, I completely agree with you. Brad Dourif is great in every role he's in. He is a better bracket in Rob Zombie's film than the original bracket, than Charles Cipher's. Like, and, and even in H2, his bracket is about the only saving grace of the second half of H2 because mm -hmm. you're like, you're just trying to like, you know. I think I'm a couple seconds rough. ahead of you. Rough. Why? Because I, I reacted to that a lot quicker than you did. All right, I just sped it up a little bit. Not a lot. Yeah, we're about there. Yeah. Is he standing over D. Wallace right now? Is D. Wallace crawling on the floor right now? Yes. Okay. I was just, I just totally forgot about the dad's death. That, that came yeah. out of nowhere. It really does. Well, and that's another thing is you really feel bad for Lori's parents because Lori's parents are genuinely good people in this movie, you know? Yeah. Like, we don't really, like, I'm not saying they weren't in the original film, but we don't really see a whole lot of them, you know? Yeah. That was probably like one of the most like cleanest neck break I've seen. Yeah, I don't I always like I was like did that really kill her like Could you imagine if he pulled her hair back into you was like oh thank you. <laughs> I didn't need my neck to pop for hours. <laughs> Yeah, Million Ideas said Mike ain't have to do D Wallace like that for real, man. Their death was rough. <laughs> Their death was just like, yeah, it's rough. I like that he's watching her from the window. And you all know that Daniel Harris and Scout Taylor Compton have a podcast too called Talk Scary to Me. It's all right. It's all right. It's it's not really my taste. 
like they talk about like relationship stuff and they talk about sex a lot and they you know they talk about like being like hollywood people and it's i mean it's 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 fun i listen yeah. to it every once in a while i don't listen all the time though me that's pretty scary i got to say that's legitimately pretty terrifying yeah this this Michael seems more strategic than the other than than uh, James E. Courtney. I yeah, I think he he thinks a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, James Jude Courtney's Michael is more like opportunistic. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like I, this one is actually like he knows what he wants. He has an he has an end goal. You know. Yeah. Bro, that belly really do be sticking out. Brad Dourif's belly. Yeah. <laughs> it weighs like over half a ton. Haddonfield charbroiled burger. Know, I'm sure right? that shit is flame. Damn will be. <laughs> Haddonfield Slasher, you said, Michael's like, where's my little sister? Yeah. It is a very Halloween-looking street, though. You know? I'd agree. I, could, I would believe that's Illinois. I really would. Mm -hmm. The original... If you think about it too much, it's kind of like, uh, it doesn't look like Illinois. This, I would believe it's Illinois, though. There's so many leaves. There's leaves freaking everywhere, which makes, you know, it, it, it makes it, you have to admit it adds something, you know? Mm hmm. Jaded, that's a good point. Jaded says, this Michael felt more like rage, unlike James Jude was more stealthily opportunistic. I completely agree. Yeah, this Michael is more like he thinks about it and then just like uses brute force to get what he wants. Mm -hmm. The you know the OG Michael and the James Jude Michael is more stealthy and like he'll he'll sit there and wait in the shadows for an hour if he has to to get what he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. This like this like the first more like I see my path. I'm going to tear everything up yeah. in my way to get to it, you know. Yeah, it's like the first time they met uh the first time Michael and Lori met in uh the original. Like how long was Michael just sitting in that fucking oh, yeah. closet? Yeah. I don't like the fact that the kids were smiling. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yeah, a million ideas says they didn't have any budget for the decorations in 78. <laughs> they probably didn't. I mean, you're probably not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Instead yeah. of one bag of leaves, they had two <laughs> bags of leaves. <laughs> they even had some pumpkin and some orange and purple lights strung up in on houses. Like, whoo, you know. No, but it did. They They did a good job. Oh, Paul, 
I give you all. They didn't have her sing the song in this one. Bracket conveniently. Well, I guess that makes sense, though. He's the sheriff of the town where Michael killed her. Mm-hmm. So I guess it makes sense that he read the book. Now, what did you think of Loomis's speech? Um, to go to lunch together. What the fuck do you think? He wants to take her for a nice breakfast at Cracker Barrel in the morning. That's what he wants. Bro, like, That's all he wants. what else? If you read the book, you would know. I'm glad that part of our lives are over. Yeah, I you're, to answer your question, I didn't really like Loomis's speech, but Bracket is so good. Mm-hmm. Like, like even in his eyes, right there, when they didn't answer the phone, he was just like, like you could you could see it in his eyes that he was like genuinely really concerned. You could tell how quick he switches. Like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna believe you. Yeah. I like Scout Taylor Compton. She seems cool. Smart ass kids. Every babysitter ever. Please leave yeah. me alone for five seconds. There's a transition for you. <laughs> Again, tell me you're in a Rob Zombie movie without telling me you're in a Rob Zombie movie. Cut to from a, a fun scene with kids to nipple play. And I think Michael's got a thing. Who does that? <laughs> Who says that? I forgot. Does Michael just straight up just stab the boyfriend? Yeah, he literally. No, he doesn't even just stab him. He just like grabs him off of her. Like, I like how Michael's like, I ain't waiting on this. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I'm not waiting on you two. He's like, listen, bro, I got places to go. I got places to be. I, I, I got things to do. Launches him. 
bro, Michael just lorried that. I know, right? Kid. He was parallel across yeah. the Yeah. Bro, is that Jill Valentine? <laughs> is that Professor X? I mean, who is it in Resident Evil? I swear I thought she was about to grab like a tablespoon. He just backhanded her. He flips her over. If you ever. <laughs> I told yeah, you. Jada, you thanks, didn't man. meet your quota. <laughs> You're going to get the hand. Um, yeah, guys. If you haven't hit the like already, please do that. <clears throat> Rosalia says, I miss stepping on crunchy leaves. I can't get that here in Texas. Yeah, it's kind Ooh, of starting, yeah. although today, listen, Miguel, I haven't even told you this. So Miguel and I are actually taking the ladies out on Friday for a nice fall get-together. And uh, so here's the deal. So it's been like 90 degrees in Kentucky, and tomorrow it's supposed to be 90 degrees. Bro, on Friday, by Friday night, we're supposed to be in like the mid-30s. You're lying. I'm being dead serious. It's supposed to drop Fire. fast on Friday. And it's supposed to get like pretty chilly this weekend. So like it's gonna be peak fall weather. And I'm excited. Haddonfield Slasher, yeah, you bring up a good point too. He says, I also felt bad for Lori when Michael was just pacing back and forth on like near the pool when she was crying and screaming for help. Yeah, that's a pretty it's a pretty gut-wrenching scene. And here's where things start to really hit the fan like hit the mm -hmm. fan hard. My question is, why why was Annie just beaten up? I don't well, I think he left her for bait. Mm. Yeah, strategic Michael. <laughs> what? <laughs> he said, Brad and Miguel, take the ladies out. It's code for, for their matching pink scooters. <laughs> That's funny. Could you imagine me and Miguel like cruising down the street and uh Bro, I hate it so much because on Monday you're gonna scooters. see a post of us somehow or one way or another finding peak scooters. See, I thought Annie was gonna die like right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, I always thought this was kind of funny. What, just pushing the body around? Like, he just, like, looks at him like, I don't know, it's strange. He's like, I like my art. Yeah, Rosalie, it is a crazy temperature drop. This is a cool moment, too, when he realizes that he was right.
Also, this- bro, they've been driving for 10 minutes. Like, I thought Haddonfield was a pretty small town. Like, you really feel the helplessness in this as compared to Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, uh, Laurie Strode and Michael's first meet. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Michael Michael really is just... I'm getting her. Yeah. The usual chase trope. And watch me crip walk. <clears throat> P. Rich says, all the leaves are falling off the trees here now in PEI Canada where uh, well, we're getting a hurricane sometime this week. Wow, dude. I, heard there, I think there's supposed to be a hurricane like some in the Gulf of Mexico um, or a tropical storm or something going on. I'm, fr- I'm originally from Florida, so I get that, dude. Been there, done that. Don't miss that at all. This is cool too. Golly. That's a cool shot. I got to turn down the volume for the screams. Golly, Lindsay, you got you got to tone that lung down. <laughs> Michael leans in the door. Would you shut up? <laughs> Lindsay's straight up a screen queen for that, for that yeah. one. I remember watching this in the theater. The minute I saw those two cops, I was like, they're going to die. Like, they're, they're here to... Yeah, could you imagine? I was like, those guys are here to die. Like... No doubt. There's Lindsay screaming again. Also, what kind of cops are you? Like, wouldn't you clear the house before you make them open the door? I know, right? Like, double, triple check. If you get a call that there's a, a, a serial killer in somebody's house, like, triple check the house before you are just like, never mind, come on out, you know? Even Tommy and Lindsay are like, why? No, don't don't open the door. <laughs> like, you know? Oof. Falcon punch. Do you like the grunts? I don't mind it. I think it works for his. He really did. You know that was painful, that gunshot, because he went... Yeah. (laughs) I will say that about Tyler Maines, Michael. Even for as big and scary and bulky as he is, he like we know that he does feel pain because every mm-hmm. time he gets hurt, whether it's in this one or whether it's in H2, like he does act like he feels pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Also, what superpowers just made her faint? I don't know. I've never understood that people fainting in movies. I never felt like that made sense at all. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. This scene right here, I thought it was going to be roll credits. Would you have liked it that way? Um, like Bracket and Loomis never made it in time, and they and and they just and I Michael don't, just I've never me. thought about that. Um, I guess if you're trying to guarantee a, a setup for a sequel, that could have worked. Um, I think it would have been more intriguing if if. It would have been more intriguing if you would have left it off on this. Because this is the point where Brackett realizes, holy crap, if I would have listened to Loomis 40 minutes sooner, I could have stopped this. You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, I think it, I think if you feel the gravity of the entire situation, then, then it could work if you leave yeah. it on that ending. But I don't know. Yeah. If you would have just cut to black when he's walking down the street holding Lori. I think that would have been a little like, what? <laughs> like, you know, it would have been like, are you kidding me? Like, that's it? He a runner, he a track star. <laughs> Look at that run. <laughs> worse, worse than young Michael's. Jada said, imagine if Live PD had been riding with those cops and they get this call. <laughs> but those they're, they're just, they're just sitting here and they're like, uh, do we stop? <laughs> do we that stop wasn't rolling? in the script. Like, write that down, write that down, write that down. You know what's another interesting thing that I don't think we've brought up yet is that Malcolm McDowell has never seen the original. Well, I don't know about now. But at the time, he purposely didn't want to watch the original because he didn't want Donald Pleasance's performance to like to inform his too much. He wanted to make Loomis his own, which I think is a good call. I mean, he did a good job with it, you know. This 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 Michael really isn't like a lurk in the shadows kind of Michael. No, not by a long shot. He's just like, I'm here and I like it. And you're going to like it too. Because if you don't, I'll kill you. <laughs> like, you know. What did you think of this scene? Because I used to really like this scene. Um, and I kind of go back and forth on it. Like, I'm sometimes I'm like, this is really cool. And then other times I'm like, it's weird. Yeah. Because on one hand, if you look at it with this story and this story alone... I get the fact that he's trying to make her remember him. And it's another interesting thought. Like if she would have been like brother and she would have like embraced him, like what would have happened? Would he have stopped? I don't know. Give it like, would that have been it? Would he have stopped and given up? Like, what would he have done if she would have actually remembered who he is? Of course she has no idea of remembering who she is or who he is. And it's like it makes him mad that she doesn't remember, you know?
Dang, I wish I remembered the name. Who played who played the first uh Michael? The castle? No. The the fa- the face of Michael. Tony Moran? Yeah. I was about to be like, as soon as he took off the mask, I'd be like, Tony Moran. <laughs> Takes off the mask, it does the your your typical Scooby Doo thing. Sabretooth. Sabretooth from the X-Men. I'm, I don't know how he didn't see this coming. No, not a shot in hell. I think he probably would have done a great uh, Jason. I agree with you. Bro, take that knife out and go to town on him. Like... That's an interesting thought, Million Ideas. I've never thought about it that before. He said Michael was pacing, frustrated as hell, didn't want to kill her, didn't know what to do. Do you think he didn't know what to do? Is that why when she's laying in the pool, he just kind of paces back and forth for a few minutes and looks at her like... That's an interesting thought. I've never thought about it that way. I forget there's a whole ass chase scene. During this, yeah. Jaded says this Michael is a bull in a china shop compared to the usual apex predator shark of '78. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Listen, you know, I know people like I know he uh, like what's his face jokingly said it. Um, uh, Buster Rhymes joking. Michael Myers is a great white shark. Like, he said it jokingly in Resurrection, but, like, it really is a good analogy. Like, a great white shark, if you don't know how they hunt, like, the great white sharks stay in the shadows. They stay really low where you can't see them, and then, boom, they hit you, and then they're gone. They hit you, and they break the surface, and then they get you, and then they go back down. Like, they don't, like, stay where you they, you can see them a whole lot. And the original Michael is kind of like that. He stays in the shadows. He doesn't, you know, he, he, he doesn't... He doesn't just go for you right away. And this one has a little bit more of like, he's just going to go for it. Like, uh-huh. he, he's just brute strength, like Rosalia said. Yeah, this scene right here, it does almost look like he's unsure of like what he wants to do. Like, is he, is he like, he's like, do I kill her? Do I try to this again? Like, what do I, you know, like, what do I do? So Michael Myers is Jaws. <laughs> yes, I'm just, I'm Glenn Myers is Glenn, Jaws. Yeah. Yes. What's up, Glenn? Do you think he's like pondering, like he's trying to figure out what he should do, or is he I just mean, like yeah. toying with her? I think he's just figuring out. He's just like, okay, nah. <laughs> He's like, I know who you are, and I don't he care. He says, and like, I don't care. I don't need you anymore, Dad. Michael. 
I would run. If you were Lori? Yes. Oh, I'd be gone. Wouldn't you put like two two or three more rounds in his skull just to be sure if you were that nervous? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you wouldn't know. Wouldn't I will known say that Michael can can get shot and die. Yeah, that's fair. I will say, um, Rob's attention to detail is very good. Like, like seeing Loomis put the gun in the coat, and then later on in the film, she finds it in the coat. Mm-hmm. Um, like just little things like that, like do matter, you know. And this is where we kind of start to go off the rails from the original film and we make it our own a little bit. Yeah. Now, how do you... Now, now how do you, how do you let, how do you like accept the fact that he didn't watch the first Halloween and he makes, and he delivers that line, that famous Loomis line? I think that one was okay. The, as a matter of fact, I do believe it was. I think that was fine. The speech was kind of like, eh, whatever. It was a little lackluster for me. Yeah. I if if I'm being completely honest. All I'm saying, I would have, I would, I would have felt that gun in my coat. Yeah. Maybe he was really trying to kill him. I don't know. I don't know. That was that was a pretty like I just oh, I just kind of moment. I just think that it's pretty interesting that he had two opportunities previously and he didn't. You know what I mean? What was the other opportunity? He could have done it at the pool. Oh yeah. Right. He could have turned around and started swiping at him, and he didn't. Mm. Now, you also have to remember, this was not the original ending that Rob had in mind. No. There was another ending where uh, – have you seen the alternate ending, Miguel? Where they end up killing him? They end up killing Michael? Yeah. Like they shot him in the head? No, there's an alternate ending where after Michael grabs her out of the car and he drags her out and he's like dragging her up to the house. He doesn't even care about Loomis and Loomis runs after him. And Loomis is like, would you stop? And he's like yelling at him. And Michael turns around and he's holding Laurie in one hand and he's got the knife in the other hand. And Loomis like talks him down. He's like, you know, he's like, it's my fault, but let me help you. Like, you know, he's being kind to him. He's like, dude, like, this is like you and I can figure this out. Like, but she, it, like, she didn't do any of this to you. Like, you have to let her go. Mm-hmm. And he talks him down. And like, Michael, like, fi- like, he looks down at Lori and Lori says, please, Michael, let me go. And he like, like, he releases her and she runs to Loomis 
and the cop that at that point bracket and the rest of the police officers pull up and Loomis is like, stop, like Loomis goes and he's like, stop. And he's like throwing his hands up at the cops. Like, leave him alone. I got this. Like, leave, like, don't provoke him. Like I got it. And they shoot him and kill Michael. And that's the end. Like Michael was submitting to Loomis. Like he was, he like Loomis talked him down and he was like willingly submitting to him. And the cop shot him. And that was the end. I enjoyed Jada's alternate ending. Jaden says the alternate ending: Sherry Moon returns and drop kicks Michael unconscious. I like that too. <laughs> so, which ending do you guys prefer? Do you prefer this ending where uh, he tackles Lori off the roof and she shoots him, or do you prefer the ending where Michael literally submits to Loomis at the very end and essentially that's it? You know. Million Ideas says, uh, I think in his head, Michael and Boo and his Boo were going to walk off into the sunset happily ever after. Yeah, I think so, too. I just I don't know exactly what he thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, did he really think that she would remember him? When I mean, she was a, an infant. Like, she would have no way of having any idea who he was. You know what I mean? Yeah. She would, she would have no idea at all. Bro, he says, screw this wall. <laughs> like... <laughs> He said, and fuck that wall, and fuck this wall, and fuck all the walls. He says, I never liked this wallpaper anyways, Mom. <laughs> J-Dead says he likes this ending better. Yeah, I don't I, – I, honestly, it's a cool thought. It's a, it's a cool idea of having Michael submit to Loomis, and it's like, like Loomis it. finally it's got like, through. It like humanizes it, man more. It does it, it humanizes him a lot. And that's the thing, is it's weird to see this brute strength, crazy Michael drop to his knees and submit to Loomis. You know what I mean? That's a little strange. But the tragedy in that is that Loomis tried for almost 17 years to try to get through to him and try to help him. And the minute that Loomis actually finally got through to Michael, the cops killed him. You know what I mean? It was beauty that's where that the tragedy the in that ending. It, it that it really is kind of a beauty that killed the beast Kong ending. It is pretty dope too when he grabs the board. He said, "You know what? Fuck the knife." My only problem with this ending is it just it takes a long time. I do feel like this was this was a uh, it's a long movie, this was dragged man. out. Like there's a point. The beginning well, the chase is too, scene starts the, becoming the, too much. Yeah. The prequel stuff is too much. Like, there's just, you could cut 15 minutes out of this movie. You really could. It's just, I mean, it's an hour and 50 minutes long. Mm. And just think, Halloween Ends is going to be longer than this. Halloween Ends is going to be 10 minutes longer than this. You're going to wish 10 minutes are gone. (laughs) Bro, you got to give some doubt. The foundation of this house staying strong. It is. Yeah, but I kind of find myself at like at some point. See you, J Deb, buddy. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, buddy. Have a good night at work. See ya. Um But yeah, there's uh yeah, P Rich says this ending is better. There's just there's a point where a lot I of people are myself... agreeing that this ending like this ending right here is much better. Yeah. There's just a point where I find myself going, okay, it's time to wrap it up now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you've like we we're there. 
Like, yeah. I feel like we've peaked, you know, like, I feel like we've peaked. We peaked at the pool, the pool and the scene where like Lori stabs him and she like that mm-hmm. was peak. And I feel like now it's like, OK, we're kind of coming off of that high now. Like, and I, I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to build Bro, to a chaotic ending. But yeah, she's in bad shape. He met. He did mess her up. I will say this: Michael messed up Lori way more than uh, than um, Nick Castle did in the original. You know. Yeah. Also, seeing him run, he train. said, "And I'm a linebacker." <laughs> and three thirty two, three thirty two, right, bro? <laughs> Tackled her. Like she was Tom Brady about to throw the winning touchdown. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm taking this girl out. I don't know if I like seeing him run. That's a little strange. I feel yeah. like you should never see him run. Well, this was more like a like a like a beast kind of thing, not more like a entity. You know what I mean? Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, props to Lori. <laughs> that 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 plot armor. Stiff as a board. I know, right? And the fact that she's left like unscarred. Yeah. Like in the in the sequel, like you couldn't see any. Like I don't think she has any scars on her. I also I do like that. Um, I do like that you hear the cop cars in the background as she's sitting there, you know, it built it. This, it is a tense moment. It builds tension to the point where he opens his eyes and grabs the gun. And then Mm -hmm. it finally works. I wonder if that would, I feel like that would be an incredibly raw scene for her to film. Like, I feel like she would have had to really go to a deep place to do that. To, for that kind of screaming and stuff. Did you did, did you do you like the transition from her screaming to like baby her screaming? It's all right. I don't I don't mind it. It, it, it it's not like I don't know. It, it the ending is okay. I just like I said by the time oh boy, executive producers Bob Har- Bob and Harvey Weinstein um I don't know. Like I said, by the time we get to the end of Rob Zombie's Halloween, I just kind of I'm kind of, like I'm kind of over it, you know. And that and I don't say that to be it's good. It's mm-hmm. not that it's bad. It's not that it it's it's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just that I'm kind of like okay. It's like let's, it's let's like time when, to it's enter, like you know what yeah, I mean. Like, let's go. The, it's whenever it's whenever Michael is like breaking through the wall. It's like at that point you're just like yeah. It's like you're on a roller coaster. You're on a roller coaster and you get to like you go over the last hill and then it slows down and it just like crawls to a to a stop and it's like okay, I'm done. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm ready and to this get man off. doesn't like roller coasters. I know I don't like roller coasters. But um it's a it, listen, it's a good film. Like I I know a lot of people hate it, but I do enjoy it and I, and I do think that um, I do think that he took a swing for the fences and he did a pretty decent job. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he delivered a very, a, a very stylistic. Now, whether you like that style or not, um, you know, whether you like that style or not, so be it. But he did, um, 
he did deliver a very stylistic reimagining of John Carpenter's classic, you know. Let me ask you this, Miguel, because I know you're you I think you're a little bit more in tune to this than I am. Did you uh do you think this feels like a dimension movie? I don't know, Rizalia. What do you think? Does it feel like a Dimensions film? Because like, I think the beginning of it does more than the end. The first half, the prequel half, feels more like a Dimension film than the actual remake half does. I, you've mentioned that before, though. Like different studios having different like styles. Of, yeah, yeah. Of what they do, and I know, like you, you even mentioned that, like when it switched from what it, like whatever it was with. H4 and I don't even remember what it was, but when it switched to um, when it switched to uh, to dimension, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and you like I just I know that you've mentioned that before, like and there is there's a very I think there's a very distinct difference in tone between four and five and then to six and then to H2O like completely different you know obviously it's still got elements that feel the same but i think the 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 vibe is very very different from those um yeah Tim, yeah, you, you you pretty much you pretty much like are like you got to where i was thinking right now it's like more dimension extreme later yeah, 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 yeah. they had gone because like mm, i don't know it's just like yeah i just didn't get uh i got more rob zombie than i did dimensions you know what i mean like, yeah. this, like this, like Rob Zombie was in his bag. He was doing his thing in this movie. Right. Like, yeah. Be honest. This is one of his movies where he just he, he was doing his thing, and uh, yeah, I just in regards to that, no, I didn't really see much of a much of a stylistic choice from like you know you, you that you normally see in dimension films, but yeah. no, this is definitely like a Rob Zombie film through and through. Like I like. I'm not gonna say it in this. I'm not gonna say it for this movie, but it, it like it it is a Halloween movie for sure. It's just an extreme version of it. Yeah, and I think that that's again. I um. I don't know. I I think it's just speechless. Well, I'm also I'm I'm looking at something too. Um. Sorry. Give me a second, guys. I apologize. Um, no, you're good. At least you ain't lagging. Yeah, I'm not lagging. I'm just trying to... Um, okay, I don't know. Are, Are you serious, anyways? Tim? Um, There's a Dimensions Extreme? I'm looking this up. Yeah, I don't know that I knew that. While you look that up, I'm going to look at something. I'm trying to find a file on my computer that I can't, I can't find. And I've never heard of any of these. Black Sheep, 13 Game of Death, Welcome to the Jungle Unrated, Automation Transfusion, Broken, Rogue. I've never heard of these movies. And frankly, Tim, I probably don't want to watch them. But if you guys want us to... We're not going to do a live stream, I tell you that much, but we we could try to do a commentary. 
sorted. Okay, with ex- with dimensions extreme. I, w- I want to see what their best Eden Lake. I'm not I'm not surprised. Eden Lake. What is that? Eden Lake is a you, you've never heard you've never heard of Eden Lake. I think I if I'm not mistaken, it's so. just about like a couple like on a honeymoon and there's these these teenager kids that just fuck with them and he they got to take revenge or whatever. Mm. Yeah, refusing to let anything spoil their romantic weekend break, a young couple confronts a gang of loutish youth with terrifying brutal consequences. Michael Fassbender's in that movie. Consequences. I want you, I want you to know that Michael Fassbender's in that. Magneto. Really? Yeah. Really. Interesting. Sorry, guys. I was looking for something on my computer. I, I couldn't find it. Um. Yeah, man. It, it's a fun one. It, it's a fun flick. I do owe, I, I owe my love for this franchise to to this film just because um you know i it, it was the first one that i saw this this was the film that introduced me to the halloween franchise and i know a lot of people are, are like probably like Ugh, you know but it, it was so i do i like i said at the beginning i have a love-hate relationship with it i think he delivered a very stylistic um more hardcore extremist version that's definitely more heavy metal definitely got more gore but at the same time, I commend him for taking a swing at the fences. Now, when we get to H2 next week, I'm probably going to change my tune a little bit. <laughs> because I don't. I think it was less a, a swing for the fences and more of like a, dude, what are you doing with this story right now? Like, like why did you choose to do that with this character? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I don't know. But guys, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us. Larry Moore Jr., what's going on, but man? How's it going? Uh, glad you're here. Catching us at the tail end, but that's okay. You can check out the whole replay. Um, Rosalia says, Eden Lake is crazy, very disturbing movie, hard watch. Um, and P. Rich says he does not think this feels like a dimension film. Tim also says, I, uh, I agree with you guys, yeah. Yeah, Tim also says uh, he's hated this movie since 2006, have more of a respect for it now in 2022 being 35. I can understand that. Again, it's grown. I've kind of gone through. I loved it, and then I kind of fell off of it for a while, but I'm kind of back on it. Like, it's a good movie. I I get it for for what it is. You know, I I dig it. So, Um, guys, thank you so, so much for hanging out with us. Again, we are in the midst of of uh, of the very first Let's Talk Movies Oktoberfest. And we're having a blast with it so far. Uh, next on the docket, we are revisiting Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I don't think we're going to have another live show this week. Um, I know the Hellraiser trailer dropped. I might try to do a reaction to that. Miguel, if you want to join me for that tomorrow. Um, I might try to do a quick trailer reaction for that. I am li- literally, listen, I am trying so hard to find an ends mask. And when I finally get my greasy little paws on a Halloween ends mask, I will, I will do a review of that and I will make a video, but I, I can't find one. So, so hopefully soon um, I'll get one of those again next week. This is already scheduled to revisiting Rob Zombie's Halloween too. We're going to do it the same way. We just did this one where we'll talk a few minutes about it before let some people join on. And then we'll actually start the, the watch along of it. And, that one you may need to bring alcohol for because we're going to go off the deep end. That is that. Listen, you can't watch that one without a, without going off the deep end. That's just kind of a, 
That's gonna you gotta find the dirtiest part of your. You get, no, yeah. I wouldn't say that. You, get, you just gotta find a weird part of you to want to watch that movie. <laughs> so it's gonna be a lot. Uh, Tim eighty seven. That's so sweet of you, dude. If I find one, Brad, I'll pick two up. I appreciate that, man. I just like I said, I want to like actually see it before I buy it. You know what I mean? So. But uh, but yeah, man. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. New episodes of our shows premiere every single Tuesday and Saturday at eight p.m. and ten a.m. Eastern. We are on Twitter and Instagram at We Talk the Movies. Again, Oktoberfest is in full swing. If you haven't already, be sure to leave this episode a like. And if you're watching after the fact or whether you're listening on Spotify, if you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment. Let us know what you think of Rob Zombie's Halloween. We want to hear your thoughts. And if you're listening on Spotify or any of the other podcast platforms, tweet at us at We Talk the Movies. Let us know your thoughts as well. Um, by the way, speaking of Spotify, all of our shows except for this one now. I am finally caught up on Spotify. I was like seven or eight shows behind, but they're all on there now. So we are finally caught up if you're an audio listener. Um, thanks for your patience on that. I know you, YouTube has kind of become our, our hub. And Miguel had mentioned that like a couple weeks ago. He was like, you know, we're really like YouTube is kind of our, our, our thing now, you know. And I, and I think that's true, which we'll always still upload to the audio side of things as well, just because I, I know for a fact that there are people who listen to us and don't watch us. And that perfectly fine so listen you can experience us however our voice are sexier than our face so i mean i I totally get that i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) guys thanks so much we love you good night peace night have a great rest of your week you as well